Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on whether or not you think it's time to have legal bereavement leave in this country. And I know it's often somewhere in the region of around maybe three to five um, three to five working days, but should it be something that's actually legislated for? A statutory entitlement uh, to it. Edel is with us on the line in Galway because, Edel, unfortunately, this is something that you have experience of. Can you tell us maybe a little bit about your own story? I can indeed. Um, first of all, thanks for asking me to come on and anything to help anyone during a time of grief is obviously talking to someone with experience is is really a good thing to do. So my story began with the morning my daughter was born. My 59-year-old mother collapsed and she passed away four weeks later, very suddenly. At the grave, my husband turned around and he said he had a pain in his side. And I knew there was something serious because he never complained and he was a strapping, healthy man. So unfortunately, he got diagnosed with stage four terminal lung cancer and we lost him. He was given three months to three years to live and he passed away actually three years and three months later. I'm sorry to hear that, Ida. So I can talk about grief and the support of what I got and what my experience was, which was my employers were just amazing. Yeah. They really were. And the unfortunate thing is there's no timeline with grief. And everyone grieves so differently. You know, I see I come from a very large family myself and I've seen us all obviously grieving for my mother. It was all so different. And everyone's timeline was so different. So really, it's down to the discretion of employers. I know where I work now. I work in a hotel in Galway. They're a family-run hotel. They're just amazing to all of our team if anything happens. And that comes back then tenfold when people come back to work because, you know, it is important to resume routine. Um, It is important, obviously, to pay bills and being realistic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to try and get on. But if you have the support of employers, there's no pressure being put on you. Obviously, that helps. And it is hard to get back into routine. I remember going back to work and I was there going, how is everyone carrying on as normal? Things aren't normal because your world has been turned upside yeah. down. And that's, I, I can completely sympathise with you, Edel, on that because it's very hard to get your head around the fact, or, you know, in, in my case, three years ago, my head around the fact that, like everybody else, sure, their life is they're totally grand. They're completely yeah. normal. There's nothing's changed. They're all off about their business, heading out, the, you know, the weekends. And it's very, it's, it's very hard to kind of sort of understand that and comprehend it. It is. And, you know, you have to be kind to yourself too, because, and to other people, because it most certainly, you know, it takes a lot of time to adjust to accept the loss. Now, what will happen, the initial raw immediacy of that loss, you learn to accept and it gets better over time. But it can hit you in waves and, you know, sometimes you catch yourself laughing and you go, how can I be laughing? And then you go, okay, just be kind to yourself. You have to try and get normal. And people, you know, some people aren't able to cope around people that have been bereaved because they don't know what to say. I know. And it is very hard 
Edel, it's it's very difficult to know what to say to people because you kind of have these stock phrases where you know, like you'll get through it and everything will be grand, and you know, once you come back to Dublin or once you go back to work yeah. and once you get into a new routine and you get over all the firsts and and like there's yeah. all of these things that I remember in my own case here, and you know, people would say to you, and like it's it's so different for everybody. Oh, totally. And people say to me, you know, are you not over that yet? I know he'd be, he was buried 10 years ago, um, St. Patrick's Day, next St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And it, it can hit you out of the blue in waves and you just have to go with it and just know it will pass mm-hmm. as well. You know, from from talking, Edel, actually, eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. that's the number if you'd maybe like to share your own experience with us of... Um, having to avail of bereavement leave and whether or not you think you know that it is now time for a legal right to it should be should it be something that that we legislate for um just from other people in your life Fidel, even like without mentioning names but i mean yeah. has everybody had that same kind of a you know positive experience from their employer that you had i think so i think yeah. anyone that anyone we're very lucky being irish we're very good at grieving and that's and I say that as a positive thing because some people bottle it all up and there's no one that doesn't experience loss, unfortunately, in life. It's it's one of the things that we just have to go through. Employees and employers, I think, in Ireland, I think we're very, very good. I worked in America and I remember one of our team members actually it was a very sudden death and everyone was just back to work literally everyone actually was even back to work before the funeral took place, which I just I find that that yeah. is, it's extremely different. hard. It is. Well, it's it good is. It's good to hear that, you know, um, absolutely that employers are compassionate, you know, in, in, yeah. in situations like this. Edel, I just want to bring in um, Orla Keegan as well. Orla is from the uh, the Irish Hospice Foundation. She's the head of education and bereavement there. Because, um, Orla, this is actually something that you and the Hospice Foundation, it's something that you're, and I suppose you're kind of looking for it really, aren't you? Like you, you want there to be a legal right to this. Hi, Andrea. And look, thank you, Edel. I just want to say there, um, you, you've done a great service just sharing your experience there um, and just the implications of, of losing people so close to you and how they roll out into every aspect of your life, including work. So you're, you're right, Andrea. What we've been trying to do for a number of years is to, is to work with employers and managers and indeed government at saying, look, um, we know that this is going to happen to people. Um, let's plan for it. Yes. Let's not leave it up to uh, um, discretion. And I agree um, with what Adele said. Most employers are really, you know, in, in Ireland are, are tuned in to the impact of a debt. But not everybody. We want things to be fair and equitable and maybe just leaving things up to discretion or to custom and practices yes. isn't enough. Um, so we certainly would call for um, a, a good review of the situation on compassionate leave or bereavement leave in Ireland. Um, and, and you might know that statutory sick leave was only recently um, uh, brought in uh, in this country. So we, you know, we have work to do. Um, I think the other part of, of, of our work is also looking at saying, and again, I get a credit to, to Edel, she's been through this, and leave is one part of it. As she said, it was about the acknowledgement, the support, the compassion from her managers and her employers. 
that really stayed with her and, and that makes a difference over time. Um, what we would really promote is uh, the development of bereavement policies in all work organisations. Do they exist though, Orla, already mm-hmm. in, in most mm-hmm. big employers? Because I have to be honest, I actually thought the bereavement leave, and, and maybe I'm I'm confused on this, um, I think is it with maybe with some in the public sector or perhaps I have a feeling is it with teachers where there is an entitlement to, is it five days in the case of a spouse or a child and then three maybe in the case of a sibling. Mm-hmm. Have I that right? Yeah, there's, there's two points there, Andrea. One is about leave and then the second one is about policy, which I'll come back to because leave should be a part of a policy, but not the only piece. The situation with leave in, in, in Ireland is that it, it, it's up to the employer um, and their custom and practice. Within the public service now, um, 20 days um, bereavement leave is available to a person who has lost a child or a spouse. Um, and that's, that's again, a very recent development from last year. Very welcome, very important. Um, but people are employed in many different sectors in, mm. in this country. And I suppose our concern is that um, it, it may not, in fact, it is not equitable. Um, and depending who you work for or where you work, you might have a different mm. experience. Uh, custom and practice is five days for um, a spouse, um, and um, for for other other relationships. But it's custom and practice. The world of apologies. Yeah. Is that what you said? It's just yeah, custom exactly, and practice. Five exactly. five days for a spouse exactly. or a child, and exactly. and three days for for a sibling. And it's you know it's interesting, Orla, though, because. And maybe this is where the trust comes into it, um, you know, with employers and with businesses, because like, you know, uh, if I'm sure there's many people out there and I know they've heard stories here on on this programme, mm. you know, over the past mm. two years mm. where people will talk about the close relationship they often have, you know, maybe with a friend where a friend exactly. is like exactly. a sister or a brother, you know, and and, like, yeah. Yeah. and, and, and you know, grief is I mean grief is the price of love they say you know and you love people outside of a a, you know a biological or a family relationship so uh, it it is about how does your workplace acknowledge and Mm -hmm. accommodate that and and, and with with grief as well mm -hmm. you know it takes time and you're physically exhausted when you lose Mm -hmm. someone five Mm -hmm. days like your world has been ripped out from under you Absolutely. And you really, Absolutely. and if you rush, and I've seen it, people rushing back, and God love them, they might have a yeah. breakdown then because they just haven't had the time to heal and to exactly. accept. Well, I see a text in when you mention Addie Dell here from Brian. And he's got in touch and he says, in relation to bereavement leave, I completely agree because I lost somebody very close to me 13 years ago. I worked in a hotel at the time. I got time off for the funeral. But when I came back, I wasn't dealing with it. I developed depression and anxiety and I looked for some more time, but it wasn't an option. Eventually, the general manager actually forced me out of the job. I felt I was that my situation was was preyed on and I had no support and it completely ruined me, nearly ruined me. I was open to um, uh, to, to bereavement um, and I was upfront about it, but I just felt that nobody cared. Well, and like, again, incredible. I'm so lucky with the employers and even what we have here and who I work for now with the support they give everybody because they know we have to mind each other and and there's just a recognition of support and people to know, give them understanding, give them time, give them patience, 
help them, you know, because they have to try and get through. Now, I'd also say routine is so important too. Now, I had a four-year-old child at the time. I had to get up out of bed. I had to go to work. I had to pay the mortgage. I remember a lady saying to me in a shop, you know, how are you here buying bread and milk? And I'm like, um, well, I have a child at home, <laughs> you know, who's going to do it? So, you know, it is important that you get that support and reach out. We had Marymount down in Cork and the bereavement we got there. I got rainbows here in Galway for my daughter because their grief is massive as well. Mm. And they're going back to school and everything. But routine is so important for a child. Um, another listener as well. I was in the UK. I had to go back to work. Sorry, in the UK, I had to go back to work for my father's funeral. The funeral was three and a half weeks after he died. But my employers had no compassion. I was back after four days. Oh, my God. And then yeah. I had to take leave for the funeral straight back to work after that, too. I mean, I can't yeah. begin to imagine how difficult that must have been to go back after uh, after four, four days Absolutely. off. Um, just on the point, Orla, about... Um, well, actually, this, this particular listener's got in touch. They've called in to say, in my own experience, I've suggested a written bereavement policy. The Hospice Foundation has one, and I think it should be used in all workplaces. At least then, if somebody is bereaved, everybody knows what's due to them. Would you, would you agree with that, Orla? Like, there should just be, I suppose, the... With a, a number of organisations um, to develop best practice bereavement policies, and indeed we have our own. And it takes into account, um, I suppose, Udell um, mentioned it there, how awkward people can be in the face of death. That can be the same for a manager or for an employer. So, really, the policy takes as a, a principle that there should be some understanding of grief and the grief process in a work context. So, it would promote training for managers. Um, A proper all-encompassing policy would bring you through um, a number of steps, like the first response. So when a manager hears that um, an employee is bereaved, what happens? How do they reach out? How do they let other people in the workplace know? Um, How do they then, very importantly, support somebody on the return to work? Um, Again, if you're a very public-facing job, you may not be able for that um, for the first um, you know well, I, I can, I, I can, I can imagine and Adele probably you talked about working in hospitality and particularly yeah. if you work in a local area like if everybody was you know maybe knew your late husband or knew yeah. the circumstance and mm. I suppose every mm. day you're reliving the moment of and it's yeah. so nice that people do acknowledge it and sympathise with you but there's probably that reliving the moment for weeks that goes on there is there is yeah. and as I say it comes in waves but where people are very very kind in general, and people, well, we lived in Kinsale at the time, the community came together around us, myself and my daughter. We couldn't have got better support. And it was great to go back to work because obviously he was sick for quite some time and everyone was so, so kind. And people will be kind. Yeah. Well, I would always say when people ask, actually, you know, they, they, sometimes they'll say, oh, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to upset them. Like in my experience, better to say it. If you feel if you feel that you should acknowledge the bereavement that somebody has gone through, there isn't a doubt in my mind. Having, having lived this experience, I can tell you, always better off, whether it be pick up the phone, send the text. 
or whenever you see the person on the street, mention it to them because I, 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 I know for sure that you, you certainly notice when, when people don't. Um, Edel, listen, thanks a million for sharing your experience with us and I, I hope you're, you know, you're looking after yourself and, and Orla Keegan as well from the Irish Hospice Foundation. 1800 453 is the number. I'd like to chat to other people today about your experience of bereavement leave in Ireland and whether or not you, uh, you think it's time for it to become a legal entitlement. We're also, though, uh, still to come on the show, we're going to be talking about online, well, sledging, actually, um, in sport. Is it a problem? What kind of stuff have you heard on the pitch? We're going to be chatting about that. Up next, though, we're talking about whether or not you give or you should give your children pocket money. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.